What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything Chicago sports-related podcast. Today is August 9, 2022, and the woes have not stopped, ladies and gentlemen. We just got done with the Roquan Smith demanding a trade video. If you haven't checked that out, check it out in its entirety. You can check it out on Mike on the Mic YouTube. You can check it out on all listening platforms, or if you, even if you're listening to it on whatever platform you're on right now, I'm sure it's there, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We just finished the uh, Jason Hayward getting released in 2023 video yesterday on August 8th. Jed Hoyer's statements on that. Ryan Poles, by the way, very quickly we're going to go through this, but Ryan Poles just had an amazing interview with the press. If you haven't listened to it already, it was probably one of my favorite listens to a general manager in Chicago sports in quite some time. Outside of Arturis and, and Theo Epstein, this was a class act move by Ryan Poles speaking on the Roquan Smith situation. I, I truly believe in this guy. I believe in the bigger picture with, with Ryan Poles. He's very transparent and I love that. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, beat around the bush. He just tells you straight how it is. And I'm loving every minute of it. But the Chicago sports woes continue. Tim Anderson just got announced that he will be missing at least four to six weeks with a torn ligament in his hand that he suffered against the Texas Rangers on Saturday. Um, very unfortunate. He was also dealing with a two-game suspension because of an altercation he had with an umpire. And that's, you know, that we all know that's who TA is at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely a conversation right now that, you know, what the White Sox are enduring and what they're going through and the issues that go far past injuries. You know, you're looking at guys like Eloy and, and T.A. and you're looking at Michael Kopech, Garrett Crochet, Luis Robert and, and guys like that who can't stay healthy. That's that's one conversation. That's one side of the coin. The other side of it is right now they're losing two to one to the Kansas City Royals in the top or the bottom of the fifth. Pardon me. Um, and, and, you know, you have Lance Lynn on the mound, but if you can't outscore the Kansas City Royals, I don't know what we're supposed to do here. I, I don't know what the conversation should be. There is no way, shape, and form that you can tell me that they're running back the same roster, pretty much the same roster, since 2020. Like, that's, that's one of the biggest issues for me. I think 
right now, obviously, you can't predict Tim Anderson being out four to six weeks. But you know what could help is if you would have brought in somebody like a Trevor Story, somebody like a Nick Casalano, somebody like a Kyle Schwarber, somebody like a Bogart, somebody like a Trey Turner, somebody along those lines. Hey, let's, let's even say they trade for Josh Bell and Juan Soto. Let's say they trade the farm for him because why the fuck not? That's a conversation that I feel like we should be having as fans. And I'm not a Sox fan. I'm a Cubs fan. I'm getting ready for the Field of Dreams game against the Cincinnati Reds this Thursday. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, from someone who I'm not going to sit here and say I root against the Sox. You know, I want the city to be successful. I want this to be great story. I want to cover this. I want this team to be good because I've been following it since the beginning of the rebuild. You know, and, and as much as I hate to say it, I love so many guys on this team. Michael Kopech is amazing. Dylan Cease, I followed his entire you know, start from when he was drafted as a Chicago Cub to his minor league games in Emerald and in, in Eugene. And, and it's, it's one of those conversations to where I want to see these guys grow and watching Dylan Cease be a Cy Young candidate in this league right now. And to me, he's the Cy Young winner without a shadow of a fucking doubt. You know, I think to me, if, if they were in first place right now, it would be a consensus all around that, you know, he's the AL Cy Young winner this year. But, you know, it's you got to win ball games. But one of the biggest things for me is, you know, you look at this team, you look at the way it's constructed, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, you know, D- Dylan Cease, like I said, Tim Anderson, the list goes on of just fan favorite guys who everybody loves. The problem with that, not only just on one side of the coin, that's injuries. The other side of it is the roster. You look at the roster, and right now, if you would have made a trade for Juan Soto, or if you would have made the trade for Nolan Arenado, or you would have made the trade, you know, for so and so, or even just signed free agents, like, I mean, I, I hate to always throw them down everybody's throats, but you're looking at guys, Trevor Story, you're looking at Castellano, Schwarbs, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, like Scherzer, Gossman, like re signing Carlos Rodon, who was your best pitcher last year. Like that to me is the conversation to where you need to look at what this team is and the way they're moving about it. It's just so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Right now, the Chicago White Sox, year three after the rebuild's over, and I don't care what anybody says, the second you made a playoff berth, it's done. Rick Hahn said it himself. The rebuild's over. We're in win-now mode. That's, that's the reality of the situation. You lose in the wild cards of the Oakland A's, Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. Well, it is what it is. Whatever. You know, going into the second year, great expectations. Just really couldn't stay healthy. Nick Madrigal had a season-ending injury. A couple other guys had season-ending injuries. Um, and other guys just got back a little too late. Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez never really had time to click. Um, but with that being said, you know, you go into this third year. You're third in the AL Central right now. You're 55 and 53. The Cleveland Guardians are 56 and 52, and the Minnesota Twins are 57 and 51. You know, you look at the Royals, they're not, they're, they're not going to fucking catch up to them. You know what I mean? Like, the Royals are 44 and 65, the Tigers are 43 and 67. So it's just not happening. Um, one of my biggest things right now is just really understanding and what this is, what, what this is. Like, what is this team going to be? Is it always going to be a team that's just going to sell tickets? And that's that's really what the Reinsdorfs are. They are a team and an organization that is just trying to sell tickets. I really don't see them doing anything that's going to be 
detrimental to this team. I don't see them blowing it up anytime soon. I don't see them making it better. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're in a spot right now to where they're happy, that just fans are back, and White Sox baseball is sometimes relevant. That's, that's the biggest thing for me. They are expecting, if their farm system pans out, if the team that they have right now pans out, all for it. But they are not going to go out of their way like a Tom Ricketts or like a Theo Epstein like in 2016. 2015, everybody knew. Everybody knew, you know, okay, we're getting close. 2016, right before the season starts, you bring in Zobris, Lackey, Hayward, who, you know, six years later, we know how that went. But at the time, was a great signing. You know, you bring in a Rollis Chapman at the trade deadline. You bring in all these guys for one reason, and that's to contend and to get deep into the postseason. You bring back Dexter Fowler. Like, that's, I, I keep saying this, and I know you guys are tired of me saying it, but it's the truth. It's, it's, it's the goddamn truth, as, as Randy Jowers would say. The goddamn truth. And, and, and that's what it is. You, you need to understand that this team isn't going to be able to go anywhere anytime soon if they don't start making moves. And I think that, that's bigger than Tim Anderson even being injured. Right now, when you look at this team with Tim Anderson in the lineup, they are stars. They are start like these guys are insane. And I think that's something that just never gets talked about enough. I think Tim Anderson's injury right now is, is so undervalued when it, when it really comes down to it at the end of the day. I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, without him. I think their record without him since 2020 has been like 38 and 41 or something along those lines. Like it is something insane. And, and they, they can't win consistently without him. They're going to lose more than they win. And that, that's, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, that's with anybody. You know, if Fernando Tatis Jr. is out, the Padres just lost five straight or six straight. Like that's, that makes sense. It makes sense because that is your best player. That is your franchise player. So I wouldn't sit here and expect anything else. It's kind of like if J- Jacob DeGrom is out um, you know, or someone along those lines. Unless you have an all-star power team, it's going to be an issue. But that's my big thing. You understand as the owner of this organization that you know a lot of your players are kind of injury prone and do kind of go through these stints throughout the year, whether it be four to six weeks or you know, even two to three months where they're injured. You gotta have somebody that's ready to replace him. You gotta have MLB ready guys now that are ready to replace him. You can't just pray to God that Johnny Cueto pans out and has a Cy Young caliber career year. Like that's that's not a regular situation. So for me, it's it's one of those things where I look at them and I look at what we're trying to do right now, um, and them being the White Sox. But it, it's something to where I'm looking at AJ Pollock and it's like, why? Why are you here? It doesn't make any sense to me to why this guy is still in an everyday lineup. It doesn't make any sense to me to why Yoan Mankata is in an everyday lineup. It doesn't make any sense to me to why half of these guys still have a shot. It, it just doesn't. You, you look at that right field position. You look at that second baseman position. You look at Yoan Mankata at third base, who was supposed to be the next Mike Trout. So many White Sox fans were praising that man, and now he looks like a bust. I mean, it, it's, it's the reality of the situation. He's not going to get better. He's not getting better. He, it's either time to move on or it's time to bring him down. Like, that's, that's what it is. And for them to not acknowledge that and to still just put out the same product over and over, for Tony La Russa to be half-assed asleep during the first inning watching, I mean, even Tony's tired of it. And I get it. Tony's 77 years old. Get the guy a break if he, if he dozes off for a second. But 
it, it, he shouldn't be there either. Like, that's, that's really what it is. So Tim Anderson's injury, I understand the title of this episode can be deceiving because we have very little talked about that. Um, to me, it doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. I, I, I don't think it's going to change anything. I don't think this team is the team. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at guys like Dylan Cease and Lance Lynn who are just balling out. And Michael Kopech, who at times can be balling out. But then I look at Lucas Giolito's inconsistencies and can I trust Johnny Cueto in the stretch of things? And it's just really that conversation of, you know, what are we going to be deep into a season, deep into a playoff run, deep into October, deep into September? Because September could be your October if they keep playing the way they are. That's one of the bigger problems. Like AJ Pollock is 0 for 3 today against Singer. Like, what are we talking about? What are we fucking talking about? That is awful. That, that This should not be the case. This should not be the product that's being put out. I, I think it's one of the most embarrassing things if I'm a Sox fan right now. Like that, that to me, when you look at guys like Dylan Cease, Tim Anderson, you know, Lance Lynn, like Luis Robert, who's a 6'2 player, it's a conversation of you are wasting these guys' time. They are not going to be cheap forever. And I'm telling you this as a Cubs fan. Like, I understand. Oh, cool. We made it to three NLCSs, five playoff appearances in six years, one World Series. Like, it, sure, you know, it, it was amazing. And three NLCSs straight is very hard to do. Um, but, you know, we're not the Dodgers here. You know, we're not, you know what I mean? Like, we weren't a dynasty. And a big part of that was because we spent money in the wrong places. And I, I'm watching the White Sox not even get that chance to say, well, at least we had 2016. At least we did that right. Right now, you're looking at guys like Eloy and, and Yoan and, and, and Luis and all these other guys whose deals are going to expire by 2026, 2027. That is the problem. The, one of the biggest problems. And, and why is it a problem? Is because if you don't have a good roster by then, I, I, you're just going to lose those guys and say, well, what the fuck? Now do we have to do a whole new rebuild because we wasted all our time just trying to sell seats? That's an issue. That's an issue. And I will say this. I commend them for finally putting Eloy Jimenez at the DH spot. I think that was a long time in, in coming, and, and that's something that needed to happen. Um, but one of the biggest things for me right now is you're wasting guys like Tim Anderson. This guy wants to be here. This guy wants to be in Chicago. He wants to bleed black and white as a Chicago White Sox. And, and you're doing him a disservice. Like right now, I get he's out. I get he's out. And that sucks. Look at that infield. Yohan Mankata sucks. Jose Abreu's aging. You have no shortstop. You have no second baseman. I mean, Yasmani Grandal's aging and underperforming. It's a problem. It is a problem right now to be on the south side in the infield. Right now, you have guys who are contact guys who force guys into ground balls, and you don't have a second baseman or a shortstop that can force a double play because one of them's injured. You have no bench whatsoever. And you really look at it from that perspective of what is this team doing at second base? I have no fucking idea. So I think it's much bigger than Tim Anderson right now. I, I, I love Timmy. I, I hope he gets as healthy as soon as possible because he's one of the most exciting, electrifying guys in this game. Um, but even Jose Abreu batting 299 on the year, 378 OBP, 468 slugging. Like that's that's something you don't see every day. Like that's... Those are great numbers, and I know all of you guys already know that. You're probably wondering, why is he even fucking mentioning that? But the problem of that is, is what are you doing with it? 
I think right now, if, if I'm the Chicago White Sox front office, I have to go into that ownership room and I have to have a conversation with Jerry. Are you going to allow me to be great? I think right now you look at it, you look at how much money they're putting into this team. You know, sure, they're top seven in the payroll after the trade deadline. Like I said, you know, they're sitting at seven after the Juan Soto thing. But it's this conversation right now to where, you know, how many of those guys did we have to trade for and how many of those guys did you guys actually sign? I think that's the problem. That's that's the problem. You're going into this free agency period. You have Bogards. You have Correa. You have Trey Turner. You have a bunch of guys that are out there. You could put Tim Anderson at second if you want to. You could put Trey Turner at shortstop. I mean, you have yourself a death lineup. That's just the real. You have Trey Turner. You have Jose Abreu, Andrew Vaughn, Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, like Yasmani Grandal. That is a lineup. And then obviously you have Cespedes and the Miners coming up sometime soon. So I guess you could make that argument that you didn't want to pay somebody like a Kyle Schwarber or a Bryce Harper or someone along those lines. Sure. But if he's not the next coming of those guys, like it was cheap. It was a cheap route. So ain't even not even trading for Juan Soto. So I, I think that that's that conversation that you really need to have trust in the guys in your farm system right now. Um, and to me, you know, they have what the uh, 20th ranked, uh, 20th ranked, uh, farm system right now. Like that's, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. So I, I think right now there's a couple guys in there. Jared Kelly is one of them. Uh, you know, Timmy is one of them. He, he's my guy. You know, Tim Elko is, is that guy that, you know, he's still going to be a couple years, a few years away. So it's something where you really need to look at this team right now and what they are and, and acknowledge that. You know, this team can be in such a better position than they are right now. And, and to me, it's frustrating. I want to see this team good. I don't want to sit here and shit on this team. I want to talk about how they're first in the AL Central, how they're running away with the, with the American League as a whole. It's just so frustrating when, you know, you're, you're looking at Rick Hahn struggle to put together these top tier rosters. And then, you know, you, you look at Jerry Reinsdorf, who's sitting in billions of dollars between him owning the Bulls and him owning the Chicago White Sox and everything else he owns. And it's like, bro, like if you want to see a championship in Chicago for your organization, you got to spend this money. You got to allow Rick to spend this money. You got to have a backup for Tim Anderson. You got to have somebody that you can count on right now. Uh, not right now. Let's say, let's take it back. And I hate doing this. I truly apologize. I hate doing this because I know you guys are Sox fans. You know, if you wanted to listen to me talk about the Cubs, you go listen to me talk about the Cubs. But I think when I look back at what the Cubs were, you know, you look at 2016 as a whole. Do you know what our starting infield was in 2016? It was Anthony Rizzo, David Ross, Chris Bryant at shortstop. A lot of people don't even remember. It was all-star Addison Russell. At second base, it was Ben Zobrist. The craziest part about that our bench shortstop and second baseman was Javier Baez, who turned into what he turned into Like for our organization. That's the crazy part to me, is you need to be able to have guys like that who maybe they're not who they're going to be right now, but they are still good enough to be great production. Who's the you know NLCS MVP in the playoffs? Who's that guy you can count in night in and night out? And I know that's hard to come by, but that's where it all comes down to drafting and signing guys in free agency. That's what it comes down to. Like we, we need to be able to have that conversation. We need to be comfortable with having that conversation. It's okay if, if you want to trust your farm system. 
But if they're not ready, they're not ready. Like that's that's what it is. You're trying to win right now. When Rick Hahn goes out and makes that statement that the Chicago White Sox are ready to win now, he said that. You need to be ready. You can't just say, oh, Tim Anderson's out. Guess we'll try our best. Like, what? Who's replacing him? Oh, I don't know. Like, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? We need to be able to have production. We need to be able to have guys coming off the bench who can start every day. Andrew Vaughn is one of them. I love Andrew Vaughn. He's great for what this team needs. He's a great guy. He can be a starter. It's just Jose Abreu's in front of him right now, and I completely understand that. But the biggest thing with me and the biggest conversation starter I think no one's ready to have is outside of that, who else you got? That's really it. That's, that's really it. For five seconds, you had Mercedes, and then, you know, Tony La Russa shamed him into wherever he is now. I believe he's with San Francisco. Um, but it, it's, it's a conversation where you look at this team and you look at what they're putting together, and I hate to sit here and just shit on them, but it, it, it's so frustrating. It, it's so frustrating, and I understand it because the Cubs went through the same thing from 2017 on. You know, you're spending money in the wrong places, and you want this team to be great. You want a good bench. And instead, you have fucking Danny Descalso at fucking at second base. And Tyler Chatwood is your starting pitcher for a day. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, it, it, we need to be consistent. And I think that's one of the worst things about the Chicago White Sox right now is there's no true identity when it comes to the front office. It's just trades. They make great trades, and they do amazing things other than that. But, you know, Rick Hahn's kind of handcuffed. He's handcuffed because he's not allowed to spend the money that I know if he could, he would. If he was with the Yankees, if he was with the Dodgers, hell, if he was with the Padres, he would. Even St. Louis has made some noise bringing in Nolan Arenado, Montgomery, and Quintana. Like, that's, that's a reality. And, and that's something I think a lot of people need to recognize is the problem isn't Rick. The problem isn't the guys on the team. The problem isn't even Tony La Russa. The problem is Jerry Reinsdorf refuses to spend money. And that's that's what it is. That's what it is at the end of the day. But enough of that. Tim Anderson, I wish you nothing but the best. I wish you a speedy recovery. Um, this is going to be a tough stretch. This is going to be a tough stretch without Tim Anderson. And I think right now the Chicago White Sox are mentally preparing themselves for that. They are still in a race for second place in the division. Obviously, they're still a ways away from really winning it. Um, I believe they're, what, five games back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it, it's definitely something right now to where I look at this team and I look at you know the organization as a whole and what are they going to be able to do? They're two games back, pardon me, not even five. They're, they're two games out. Um, and, and it's one of those situations, you know, you, you really don't know what's going to happen. And currently right now, Lance Lynn just gives up a two-run homer. It is currently 4-1 Royals. And the Royals have 44 wins on the season. So it's it's the bottom of the six. It's that conversation that we're having, man. It's where's the run support? And then there's going to be days where your aces aren't being aces because that's just what baseball is. And you're going to need somebody to help you out. And, And they don't have that. So With that being said, you know, all my White Sox brothers and sisters, I'm praying for you guys. I I really want the dark ages to end over on the south side because you guys, as much shit as I give you guys, you guys deserve great baseball. You deserve great baseball. And I love this team. I think they're a great group of men. I think, you know, despite how you feel about Tony La Russa, at this very moment, could they be better at the manager position? Sure, but 
Um, you know, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be where they are right now. No, no doubt about it. Even with or without Tim Anderson, they shouldn't be where they are. Um, and it shouldn't be as big of a deal because of the situation they're in right now. If they were 10 plus games up on, on the division and Tim Anderson's going to miss the next month and a half, no one would care. No one would care. But the, the reality of the situation is they are fighting for their lives right now and life just got a lot harder. So with that being said, we will keep you up to date on everything Chicago White Sox related. Thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace.